Welcome to another edition of the Superflight NBA show. Your this is not actually a Superflight NBA show show. Tonight I am going to bring you the debut of the Dunk Tales podcast with Joe Borelli and James Holis. That's right, we're airing the show first here. But before we do that, I wanted to let you all know, because I know you're concerned about what's going to happen to the Superflight. Nothing is happening to the Superflight. I will still be here every week with guests to break down the NBA and give you my fabulous stories that I know you all enjoy so much uh, and talk about life in general. But tonight, this is not those things. Tonight, um, it's going to be me and James. First annual show. This is going up completely uncut. Not first annual. First ever. Sorry. It's going up completely uncut. I'm not touching anything. We're letting all the warts show. It's not the best show, but it's a start. And uh, we're reaching out to all you guys on the Twitter universe to get in touch and let us know what you want to hear, what you want this podcast to be, because this is about you, not James. Um, anyway, that's it. The Super Flight will be back on Wednesday or Sunday or Monday. Actually, it's going to be back early next week. And uh, so I didn't have any time to do that this week, but we did this instead. And don't worry, they'll each be dropping weekly. You can hear the Dunk Tales and you can hear the Super Flight every week on the Almighty Baller Radio Network. So without further ado, enjoy the show. I just, I just recorded. What are you over. doing? Bro? I don't know. I don't know. I'm recording over ah. the stuff I just recorded. It was nothing. I was just saying, what's up, everybody? Um, first Stop ever. Fucking up. Second. I can't. That's what I do, man. That's my life. Um, second ever. Dunk Tales podcast. Actually, before oh, it was shit. called the. Uh, what the hell did we call it? Detonate the Rim. <laughs> now it's the Dunk Tale podcast. Dunk Tales podcast. I'm your host. Joe Borelli, you might know me from other podcasts. And whoa, whoa, whoa. My, oh, whoa. my your, co-host. Your name, hold on, hold on, hold on. Slow down, slow down. Did you say your name was Jabroni? Jabroni and my co-host. <laughs> you son of a bitch. Nah, so you gotta slow down, man. Let the people know. All right, let me let me let me slow it down. All right, so this shit, I'm I'm actually gonna have don't to you cut re- all this. No, don't you rec- nope, don't you delete any of this shit. <laughs> you're like you're hey. like you're like a podcast terrorist. You won't let me do anything. Hey guys, this is Joe Borelli, and I'm James Hollis, and we're doing the Dunk Tales podcast, formerly known as Detonate the Rim. This is the first official episode. Joe's fucking up. We uh we now nah, we recorded a whole episode last week, and uh we never we didn't have a good name because the name we had Detonate the Rim. Uh yeah, we just wanted to switch it up. So now it's the Dunk Tales podcast, and this is the first of many. Um, and they're not all they're not all going to start this poorly. I promise. You know, we'll figure it out as we go along. That's it. Uh, I didn't mean to slow up your rhythm there. (laughs) I mean, nah, nah. So anyway, so we've we've got some... This show is going to be a show of tales. It's going to be a show of tales, and it's going to be a show of uh, many things. We're going to do some segments in the show, because... Don't explain to the... You don't have to give exposition on what the hell we're doing on the podcast. They, they listen to basketball podcasts. That's true, all right. So we're going to give you some t- we're going to give you some takes, we're going to give you some tales. How's that? Listen, let's let's start I'm gonna, I, I, No, we're not starting over. 
We're no, no, no. I wasn't going to stare. Let's let's start the podcast off with some true or false. What do you think? We're giving them the real and the raw. The real. So um, so uh, to all the listeners, I mean, you guys all follow us on Twitter, probably. So I'm a Celtics guy. He's a Philly guy. Uh, I know basketball. He doesn't really know basketball that well. That's he's uh, he's learning. That's fair. Um, and so yeah, I guess I don't know what's going to make us different than any other podcast, other than, um, other than like I mean, if you you follow my Twitter, you know I I get a lot of stuff right. So I mean, if you want to listen like correct information, um, this is the one to come to. All right, I, I, I see did. I see somebody tweeted out a, a tweet that you had from a few years back when you said that. Uh... <laughs> Dion Waiters is better than. That's not, what I, that's not quite what I said, but <laughs> you yes. said you would take I, Dion Waiters over over Iron, Iron Clay it, Thompson. Yeah. Yes, I'm sorry. I had to. So, that was no, one of no, my favorite tweets I've ever seen. So this was right after Dion had um, Dion had finished up the season for that terrible Cavs team. He averaged 25 and five down the stretch, like the last 20 games or something. And Clay was all right, but Golden State hadn't taken off yet, right? This is, you know, this is like 2014, I guess, whatever, 15. Yeah. So at the right. at the moment, I'm thinking Dion looks like the real deal, and Clay is just a shooter. And boy, was I wrong. So. <laughs> but it's okay, man. If you can admit you're wrong, that's all that matters. We are. I mean, I just I I make sure I missed one just so people was they think I'm uh so you they, know so they know you're I'm, human. I think I'm mortal. Yeah. 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 You're mortal. All right. All right. Here, let's do some true or false. Oh, by the way, you can follow us on Twitter right now at DTR pod. Um, and you can follow us on, you can follow uh, James at snotty dripping and you can follow me at Joe Borelli. Um, we're going to bring you a weekly podcast about filthy takes and some NBA stories. So we want to do some true or false. Let's do true or false. All right. Here's a true so or false. Now I'm going. Yeah, I'm dominating this podcast. Dominate. The the theme of this uh, true or false, obviously, is we're going to just talk about just some NBA random shit, and I'll ask him if it's true or false, and we'll talk about it for a second, and then he'll he got a question for me, and we'll do the same the other way. So let's roll. Let's roll. Let me give you one first. Okafor will find new life in Brooklyn. True or false? I'm going to say that's true. Um, it's weird that they're not playing tonight. I guess. Yeah, I was thinking. The same. Is it weird though? <laughs> I, I think so. Like they want to earn his minutes. You don't trade for him. To, I mean, see what you got. Oh my god! Right. This is one long freaking training developmental league year for the guys. So just put him out there. See what you got a little bit. But that's fine. Um, so yeah, I want I want this for him. I think we all want this for him. I didn't like the way Philly was treating him. They 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 didn't treat him right. So. I think yes. On a team like this, they need scoring. They, you know, he can he, he can be their Enos Cantor, which isn't great, but it's better than what he was doing, which is nothing in Philly. So that's a true. Well, I'm going to disagree with you a little bit on, on the Enos Cantor point. Enos Cantor has actually learned how to play defense, okay, and uh, I think he's going to give you more than Julius Okafor. Maybe Okafor will come around at some point. But here's the thing about Philly doing him dirty. I do agree. I don't like the way they handled the situation. I hate the way that Brian Colangelo. Excuse me. Oh, uh, let him out there to hang. Like, you know, he, he clearly wasn't part of the process going forward. He made it known to everyone. They tried to trade him last year and it fell through. He asked way too much for him. He was underutilized. But somebody made a really good point on Twitter and I forget who it was. The Sixers are not responsible for detonating his his um, value. He did that to himself. He came into, you know, he came into the league out of shape. And he never learned how to play defense or give our, you know, effort. So 
That's what happens. Like, I was rooting for Jaleel Okafor to be good and figure it out. Believe me, I'm, I'm a Sixers fan, man. Like, you want the third overall pick to exe- to succeed uh, and exceed expectations. But he didn't. And- so, I'm going to disagree with you there because this, you're saying, like, his his fault. You can't say, like, blame a guy for not being as good as we thought he would be. That's not his fault. And he just he's just not a it, – it's funny because – no, no, we're not going to stay too long on this one. No, you're right. Um, but but the, all I'm saying is, like, these his weaknesses were known before he got drafted. Yes, people made these same questions. So when he turned out to to be, and you know, from all accounts, he wasn't the hinky pick. That's not on him. He was just he's a kid who just want to play basketball. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. So I, you can't say it's his fault. Um, and and the fact is, he came into this year in the best shape of his career. He came ready to play, and they didn't give him a chance. They didn't give him a chance. So I'm gonna trade him wrong. Uh, but when I, let's let's move on from that one. So. You say it's false, I say it's true, and you're going to be wrong. Okay. <laughs> I wanted to give a um, quick rebuttal, but, but let's move on because I'll, I'll never stop. Yeah, I know you won't because you don't know how to show I'm just going to say, he, false. He, he got into a bad true position. True or false. All right, go ahead. <laughs> true or false. <laughs> the Thunder should reach out to the Lakers. Wait, say it again because I lost your feed. The Thunder should re- I got to the Thunder should reach out for the Lakers to the Lakers. And, for- and trade George now. Hmm. Ah, uh, man, that's a tough one. Hmm. Uh, I'm going to say false because I still think that Oklahoma City can figure it out. And we're going to talk about Paul George in a bit. Um, I still think it's too early to see exactly what you have with this team. It's only We're only a third of the season in. Yeah, they're not looking great. Um, Russell Westbrook is not playing great. That team has not gelled at all yet. But Paul George is still putting up 20 and 5. It's not like he's a bad player. And what are you going to get in return? A pick? Um, I mean, not be, get something. It wouldn't get be. Get something because uh, I think he's, I mean, like the way it looks right now, he's leaving. You know, he's not going to hang around. But again, it's still a third of the way into the season. The thing is, the, the Lakers don't even have their pick this year. So what are you going to get from them? Right? I mean, if you're going to trade him for Kyle Kuzma, go for it. Uh, other than that, I don't think they're, I don't really think they have much they're going to give you in a trade anyway. Gets, he's going to leave. He's going to walk for nothing. So you're saying this, if you're watching a movie and you're third of the way through and the movie sucks, are you are you sitting there, are you excited that the movie's going to turn out to be good? Uh, you know what I'm saying? I keep, I keep hearing people, like, when does it go from, hey, man, just relax, as soon as it's going to be, hey, man, we're 40 games in, just relax, they got time. Well, you know what I'm saying? Like, at the 40 game a, mark, I think we can officially say they're going to be good or bad, but it's a and, little and that's bit gonna be, But that's going to be too late, right? Because what are you going to do then? Right, because now you now you're not definitely gonna get anything for him. Well, so, 40, uh, at the forty game mark, it's still before the trade deadline. You can still trade nope. him then. No, it's not, bro. Are you sure? When's the trade deadline? I'm, in, I'm just talking. It's in February <laughs> sometime. Um, <laughs> no, no, you're right. Because I think the, the the bulk of the season, like the first fifty games, happens, and there's the All Star exactly. break. Like like the last tra- yeah, exactly. So the, the, it's not after, until after the All Star game. Like you still have That's time. Ridiculous. You still have time. There's no, I, I, you know what? This no is what people do, though. That's fine. This is what people do. They, they, they're going to keep on. We're going to keep kicking it down the road until it, it happens. And all of a sudden, like, oh, this team was bad. I'm shocked. They've well, been bad all year. What I just want? think you have. Okay. Listen, and I was totally. Oh, no, wrong. no, 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 no. Wait, 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 what I say? We're slowing this down. All right, we're all right, right, down. right. Go ahead. So what's so your now, answer? What's your answer? And it's funny. I'm doing all the argument, but I'm weighing in. I'm going to say <laughs> actually, I, it's, it's full. Right. Went all in this summer. You don't give it 30 games and then just quit. Now. Something's definitely wrong in Oklahoma City, and something mm-hmm. has to change. Uh, like 
The energy is terrible. The, I hate to say it sounds corny, I guess, but the spirit of the team is terrible. Yeah. They just they, they look almost like they're mentally broken. And I know they're not broken. These are NBA players. I'm just saying for the season, something is just off the tr- off the rails and they got to shake it up. You know what's so, all, you know what's going wrong? Billy Donovan needs to like get rid of that widow, widow's peak. Just shave the hair back a little bit from the from like it's right between his eyebrows. It's down so far. It's, I think it's distracting everyone. I mean, I guess he might take that little peek and go because they might have to get rid of Billy Donovan, man. He just might not be the coach for this team. He might not be. I think it takes a real – I think it's going to take a real – and we talked about strong. this last week that nobody's going to ever hear. Yeah, it takes a strong kind of personality, a strong leader, really, to get those guys to match because they're all strong personalities. I'm not sure he's the all right, guy. All right, all right, all right. Let's uh, roll. Let's roll. Right. We want to – All right, I'm going to give you one more. The Hornets will trade Kemba Walker before the end of the season. Mm. Wow, dude. You kind of stepped on my second one. Oh. Um <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's good. No, no, it's no, good. It's good. Uh, I, I say, I say, false, man. You got to have some kind of star power there, and you're not going to get a star for Kemba Walker. So it's, uh, it's false. It's false. They got uh, Kemba's the the marquee guy. As as sad as that kind of is, because you would think after all these years that they'd have a better star player. But Kemba's really good. He's really, really good. So uh, they might make other moves, but him and Dwight are there to stay. And I mean, it's not either one of their fault. You know what I mean? They're both playing pretty well. It's just the the it's a weird team around them. Absolutely, and I am actually going to agree with you on this one. It is false. I've heard I've heard you know rumors that they're going to trade him. They have to. They have to get something back. But like you said, there's not, what are you going to get back for Kemba Walker? He's an undersized two guard. He's awesome. I love the way he plays. I would Dude, love to he's see. He's a him. freaking point guard. Let's, you yeah. need to accept the fact that point guards score a lot now. He's not an undersized two. He's a point guard. All right, fair. All right, go ahead. Fair. Sorry, go fair. ahead. No, no, but okay. So he's he's a point guard. Uh, and in a league that's filled with point guards right now. Um, and he's not young. I mean, he's great. He's Has he ever been an all-star? I don't even know. I don't think he has. Oh, he was last year. Yeah, Kemba's been an all-star. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But, I mean, what's he going to do for your team? What are you going to get for him in return? And if you're... If you're Charlotte and you're not a destination, nobody wants you to know who would play. who could use him. Uh, he'd be great in Orlando. Oh, yeah. But what he'd would you get Orlando. in return? I mean, whatever. Give Send Fournier. Whatever. Now you got you well, got Kemba, you got Aaron Gordon, you got uh, uh, Jonathan Isaac. I don't know, man. Uh, you could probably make it work because he's not. I think he's on a really good deal too. Yeah, I think so. you're right. I would love Kemba in 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 Orlando. I don't like it the other way around. They're just you know what? You know what? He'd be great. He'd be great in uh, Denver. Ooh. Well, yeah, but they already have like a glut of point guards there that are not working <clears> out. Well, no, he can actually play. That's my whole point. Like Jamal Murray, I think Jamal Murray really is a two guard, and they just play him at point because they got a. Uh, Jokic is the playmaker, right? And right now, nothing in Denver really matters because they're missing their two big guns. So whatever. That's true. It's a good point. It's a good point. Should we move on? Do you want to do? Um, I, th- I Go got ahead. one more. Oh, give me one more. Because mine was going to be true or false. Uh, they should trade him to Denver. But we're gonna, we're we're past that. True or false? Otto Porter needs to be traded right now for DeAndre Jordan. Oh man, um, false. And here's why. Um, I would love DeAndre Jordan on the Wizards. I think that would make him a great team. But I think Otto Porter is like a little bit underrated at this point. He can he can kill a three. He's a really good defensive player. He's been much better than people thought he was going to be this year, including people like myself. Um, and if you're the if you're the uh, the Clippers, uh, actually for them it makes a lot of sense. But I, I just don't think that the I don't think that the Wizards want to give him up. I, I just think he's better than DeAndre Jordan is. DeAndre yeah, Jordan is. is a need, but if you can package something else to get him, like, uh, oh God, I can't even think right now. But, <laughs> you know. So how about how about Gortat? Gortat. Uh, Kelly, U- 
Kelly, Kelly Oubre and a future first. Yeah, done, done. Go get yourself some. And you know, for the for the Clippers, if they're trying to rebuild, which I think they probably should, they probably they're kind of backed into the wall and sort of have to at this point, right? That's not a bad get. Kelly Oubre has some potential. He's young and he's athletic and he can <laughs> shoot the three. He's got some defensive potential. And Gortat, you know what you're getting. You know you're getting a guy who's good around the rim. He's not great, uh, but he has a nice little jump hook sort of shot. And, you know, he gives you effort. He's a he's a talented um, locker room, you know, veteran. So he wouldn't be bad to have on your team. Put him with put him with Blake. And, you know, when Blake comes back, Blake is back. Wait, is Blake still injured? I don't even remember. No, Blake's. Yeah, Blake's. Still, all right. Well, all right. So you say you say uh, not true to what I said initially, but not true. But, but I think there is a trade there that could happen to get to get DeAndre on on the Wizards. And that would be a nice pairing. They need something right now. Yeah, I see that. Yeah, um, I say it's false too because I, I rather they can find something closer to DeAndre. Like they can, if they can find a way to pry Deadman out of Atlanta or something, you know. So, oh yeah, yeah, I say it's false too. Um, I think that's enough true or false. All right, cool. Let's. You want to do some risers or fallers? That's a terrible name for that statement. But let's do it. <laughs> All right, rise or fall. How about up or down? Uh, I don't know. I'm going to give you a team player or GM that I think is on the rise and one that's on the fall. You're going to give me the same thing. We're going to discuss real quick. Here's my right. Or do you want to go first? This one? You go first. No, nah, go ahead. Oh, no. All right. All right. <laughs> all right. Here's. <laughs> Sorry. No pressure. No pressure. Here's my team on the rise. I'm going to give you a team. Chicago. In the last three games, they're on a three three game winning streak uh, since Miritich got back. Uh, in, like not coincidentally. Since he got back, they're fourth in the league in points per game, second in rebounds, eighth in steals, sixth in blocks, and number one in plus minus. How is this happening? Um, I think one big issue is no team has a scouting report for them right now as they're constructed. Oh, yeah. So they're, they're catching teams by surprise. Uh, it, it was amazing to see against the Celtics without Kyrie, uh, Miritich and, and Bobby Porter's just destroyed uh, with the, you know, from outside and inside, they were just, they just manhandled the bulls and it was pretty ugly to see, but I mean, uh, I think the Celtics are on a back to back. Okay. And yeah, uh, you know, so it's, it, it's, <clears throat> let's look at this. Let's look at these last few wins. Cause they, no, they're playing really well right now. Um, so they, uh, okay. So they beat the Hornets, uh, the Knicks and the Celtics, OT with the Hornets, and we just the Hornets are very good. No. All right, so that that's Not a good really. win though. It's a win's a win. It's a good win. The Knicks have been the Knicks have been playing very well. Um, they won tonight, you know, and the Knicks won tonight. So they're playing the Knicks. Yeah, Chris has played, you know, full complement of players. You know, so it is what it is. It's a good win. Um, so yeah, the Bulls. The big thing with the Bulls is that Chris Dunn looks like an NBA player, right? No one saw that coming except right. for again, except for me because I've always been a Chris Dunn fan. Now, uh, I've been talking. I've been talking about this this year, but I've always been high on his talent and his his tools. It's almost like a uh, like a, a case of like a poor man's Oladipo, where he he was he was very underwhelming early, and now he's getting a chance in his rhythm. He looks like an NBA player, while Oladipo was you know disappointing early, but now he looks like an All Star. But that's my point. It just takes some guys a little more a little more time. So uh, Chris Dunn being a real NBA player, and then Bobby Portis uh, new contract. Say that again. I missed you. Sorry. Uh, Bobby Portis and his new contract. Uh, I think he just signed one. I'm not sure. Yeah, whatever. So uh, my point is, uh, they, there's no scouting report for uh, for Chicago, 
And I think finally they're they're running the coach's system and he has the kind of players he wants out there. So this is really cool. It's cool for Chicago fans. And when Zach Levine gets back, it's going to be that much more dangerous. So, yes, they're a team on the rise. Yeah, uh, I would agree with you. It's it's pretty crazy. Oh, what am I saying? I agree with you. I'm the one that said it. All right. <laughs> give me your give me your on the rise. <clears throat> I didn't prep for this at all. So it's, all right. it's OK. It's Who okay. could I First say? First podcast. Is, yeah. Uh, oh well you know what i'm gonna say uh team on the rise uh, we already talked about them a little bit i was gonna say the 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 brooklyn nets oh we could talk about the nets no i'm gonna talk about the utah jazz oh the, team on the rise they're not on the rise they're, they're on a three-game losing streak i think well i'm saying overall they got uh they lost gordon hayward in the offseason and things looked really bleak that's true. Um, they're really bleak, and they just have this this young rookie Donovan Mitchell who looks like he might be a franchise type player. So now you got you got uh, you got Gobert locked up long term, and you got this guy on the rise. Alex Burke is healthy. Rodney Hood is proving himself as a complimentary player. Mm-hmm. You know, I think I think he's I think he's even not right now. You got uh, you know, so I still think if they might not be on the rise, but compared to earlier this season, things are looking up. I'll tell you this about Utah. I feel the same way about them the way in a similar way I feel about the Sixers. They're young. They're doing really well. They're exceeding expectations. But you also knew that they were going to have some bumps along the road. And honestly, I think their winning is sustainable. Gobert is a rock in the middle. He's awesome. He'll get you offense, and he'll certainly get you defense. Donovan Mitchell is, is brilliant. Like this kid, you and I talked about this before on my other podcast at the beginning of the season, before the season ever started. And we're both talking about Mitchell like, I can't understand why people passed on him, why he fell to, what did he fall to, 13th? He 13, yeah. is easily the steal of the draft right now. And it's gotten people wondering, like, would you have taken him over Markel Fultz? Seriously, I don't know. You see him play. He does it on both ends of the ball, too. He's small for a for a guard. I mean, he's not small, but he's a smaller size guard. He's like 6'3", and he's bodying up guys that are six eight he was defending oh, i can't even remember who was defending the other night but it was like he was defending a power <laughs> forward or a small forward and he was doing it i just a, know i saw like the first game they played against the bucks and Giannis tried to drive and draw a foul and he bodied Giannis up and made Giannis throw up some wild nonsense you know on a clean play it was it was pretty incredible to watch yeah listen you know he got a technical on bead and and then on him and then pushed him to the ground which you know Embiid flopped but if you're gonna be a guard and you're gonna push him to the ground you have got some balls dude <laughs> like good for him he can hit from everywhere on the field in the on the court sorry and he's on the field. In the field sorry hey it's getting close to nfl play i hate the NFL. i don't hate it whatever he's i do yeah it's ugh, dude that's a whole podcast we can have a podcast about that but anyway um he can hit from anywhere on the court. He's they, they say he's a three-level scorer, right? He can hit around the rim. He can finish. He can hit the mid-range, and he can hit the three-point shot like crazy. And he had a forty-point game the other night. As a rookie, that's almost unheard of. It only happens once, like a generation. Who was the last rookie to do it? Uh, uh, who knows? I know it came out, and I totally forget. Anyway, bad stats here, but uh, yeah, and I think so. I think for those reasons, and that Trey Burks is it Trey Burks or Trey? Uh, like Burks. Yeah. He's playing Alec Burke, yeah. Alec Burke. Sorry, I can't. Ugh. Alec Burks is playing much better. You're you're, you're the worst. I'm um, the worst. But for those reasons, I actually think this is sustainable, and I think that Utah has really lucked into getting a, a late lottery draft pick that it's going to replace Hayward in all the ways and probably give them more offense. So 
I'm they, st- they really looked into a new franchise player. So great for them. I think it will I, be I will say this. I think they're it's looking up for them as far as, you know, long term, but they got a rough schedule, man. They yeah. already lost to the Rockets. So th- it took it took Westbrook going for a 30-point triple-double. They lost to the Rockets because of the Rockets. Giannis, I think, went off, and they uh, they lost to the Bucks, And now they got the Bulls, which is cool, but then they got the Celtics, Cavs, Rockets, Thunder, Spurs, Thunder. Oh, that's a brutal schedule. Cavs. Yeah, dude. They're, they're, from from now until like January, that's that's a beast of a schedule. So their record might not look that good. And let's routes. Then you know they they might be struggling to make the playoffs. But uh, yeah, they're gonna be they're gonna be fine long term. Now here's a funny thing though. They, see how they lost three in a row. Mm-hmm. That almost coincides exactly with Gobert coming back. I think Gobert come back and they beat. You know what I'm saying? They came. He yeah. came back and they yeah they beat the Wizards really weird you are definitely gonna have to send me your audio because you're cutting out like crazy on me tonight anyway <laughs> uh do you have a follower for the for the week um uh, you just took the wind out of my sails sorry <laughs> let me give you mine portland trailblazers are on an own five tip here over the last five games they're 15th in points per game they're 22nd in field goal attempt or field goal attempts per game they're 28th in rebounds they're 14th, 14th in turnovers, and they're dead last in plus minus. They are not doing great, and I don't know what's up with that team. All, they started out really hot, and they had a great defense, and their defense <clears throat> might still be up there, but they're not playing well at all these last couple games. Their defense is definitely up there. Uh, the issue is that Dame and CJ have to do about everything. Um, Nurk's sideline right now. Uh, and even before he went down, I don't think he was playing that great. He was kind of inconsistent. Uh, so that's their thing right now. They just they like they you know they 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 got rid of Allen Crabb and they didn't replace his shooting. I know he wasn't great. He was overpaid, but I mean the guy can hit shots and he spaced the floor for him. Um, so yeah, that's where they are right now, man. They're just uh, Dame is playing better than ever, even if he's not shooting great. CJ's you know CJ's really good, but that's you no, know, they're a two man team. Yeah, and it's it's unfortunate. Over the last three games, their record is their numbers are starting to trend up a bit. So I'm not that concerned, and I think they will figure it out. Isn't it Myers Leonard? Was he injured now? Oh god, ah, uh, he's trash. No, I think he played the other <laughs> night. Yeah, yeah he's just. Good. I mean, again and again, we're saying that they lost five in a row. They lost to Giannis and the Bucks, who are playing really well. All right, the Pelicans game they probably should have won. Uh, the Wizards game they. You know, they could have won the Wizards game because especially, I think, oh, that was without John Wall, too. So that's not the greatest. Then they lost to Houston and Golden State. They lost by seven to both of them. So, you know, it's not the end of the world. No, no, no. They'll figure it out. I still think they might make the playoffs. I mean, they'll probably make the playoffs. Oddly enough, the West is not as competitive. I mean, it's competitive, but it's like not what we thought it was going to be. I, I thought that the Trailblazers would clearly be on the outside looking in. Because I thought the West West was going to be that tough, and uh, hasn't proven to be the case so far this year. Uh, my man Dame Flames, shout out to Dame Dame Lillard. He's averaging over his last six games. He's at, he's averaging almost thirty one points, five rebounds, six assists a game, and he uh, he's, he's found his touch a little bit. He's shooting uh, almost thirty nine percent from three and forty five percent from the field. Dame's a beast, man. Yeah, he really is. What about? The only thing, like, what about Evan Turner? I still keep, I keep, I keep coming back to Evan Turner. I can't stop thinking about Evan Turner. I'm obsessed because Evan Turner is fun to follow on Twitter, but he got this giant contract and he has not played up to it at all. 
Well, um, and this is what happens, the Brad Stevens effect, right? He looked pretty good in Boston. His numbers were okay. Yep. They found a per- they found a perfect role for him, but I think he was still a net negative as far as the team performed a little better relatively when he was sitting on the bench than when he was on the floor. So that's his, that's who he is, man. He'll play decent defense against some of the bigger wings. Uh, he'll he can create shots and and run the offense when Dame or CJ is sitting. But other than that, man, yeah, keep him off my team. <laughs> I said the same thing when he was on the Sixers. Well, the thing about him is too is that like he he what was the thing I was gonna say? <laughs> he can't hit the three, and he he's got a nice mid range shot, but that's about it, man. Like I don't know, it's he's just overpaid. He's not playing in the role. Actually, I don't know what the role for him is. And I think they wanted him to be their backup point guard. And it's just not working out. I don't know. It's it's definitely like probably buyer's remorse in PDX. Anyway, you got a <coughs> you got a follower for me? Um, you on this podcast. You, ah, that's, been... that's fair. I'm like way off my game. I am your follower. No, no it's fine. We both suck. Um <laughs> Come on. That's another thing about, that's another so about this podcast too, man. We're gonna we're gonna make sure that this podcast is not just for us, by us. We're gonna Reach out to you guys on social media and and, uh, and figure out the, you know what do the people want to listen to. So oh, stop cool. pandering. Nobody wants to hear it. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's they want to hear. They want to hear what they want to. <laughs> All right, listen. You want to do a yeah. listen, you want to do the tale since we're the Dunk Tales podcast. You want to do a tale of two cities? Um. Uh, well, we it's 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 just so funny how. Um, a year can change everything. Last year, the Pacers were one of the set. Uh, they're, you know, they made the playoffs, but like no one had any expectations for them. Uh, you know, Paul George was kind of mopey for most of the year. They just, they were middle of the pack. They just didn't have it. You know, Paul George was really good. Miles Turner was really good. But other than that, the team around them was just very nondescript. It was just, it was not a really fun team to watch. Uh, they, you know, after games, they kind of, you know, a little almost like bickering and subtweeting in the media. Not a very fun team. And the other in the spectrum last year, the Thunder. Guys like Enos Cantor and, you know, Steven Adams, they cheered and they, they helped them rebound and they cleared the, whatever. But like it was a feel good story in the NBA. You know, they lost their star and, you know, Westbrook had that franchise energized last year. And now we, we, we fast forward and we thought that the. We thought that the Pacers would suck this year. Well, we were wrong. We were very wrong. We are all very wrong. Way wrong. By the way, should I tell you? I want to tell you that the Pacers are actually one of my favorite teams to watch this year. Unbelievably. I never saw this coming. They play with such pace. It's just like, yeah. it's so much fun to watch. They're up and down the court all the time. Go on. Yeah, I mean... Well, no, and that's the thing, right? Like right now, uh, chemistry is such a fickle thing, such mm. a strange thing, man. We saw that the Pacers, something happened uh, like three years ago when they still had David West and Roy Hibbert, and they were, you know, they're one of the best. They were that they were leading the East, and then something happened around all, like you know, around early January, and that team fell off a cliff. Uh, even though I think they still finished first in the East, you could just see like the chemistry was off. There something was going on, and we never got the whole story. I, I've heard rumors. You know, of course, we, you know, somebody's messing with somebody's girl. Somebody got to, so we hear the rumors, but we don't know what really happened. Um, and then at the other end of the spectrum, you know, they trade uh, the Thunder trade for Paul George and get Milo in town this year. You would think this team would be happy and joyous and playing with a renewed energy. You know, they they showed that they could they could run with Golden State. They showed them. They ran them off the court. Yep. 
It's and but they that, started out the season super happy. It seemed like everyone was getting along and everyone was joyous and having a good time. Like we we got three superstars now. We're gonna be good to go. But the my last impression of both teams, right? Uh, Victor Oladipo coming up big against the Cavs and you know these clutch moments and he's pointing at the court saying you know this is my house. Fans are going nuts and the teammates are mobbing him. And at the other inspector, you know, across the table, you look at the Thunder, and you know the lasting image is Westbrook sitting, sitting after the game by himself on the bench with his head down, just looking broken and looking defeated. And that's the their energy feels like they just they just don't know what to do. Oklahoma City just doesn't know what to do. So it's it's just amazing to see that Paul George is connected to these two cities, and you know, there's a third city maybe looming on the horizon. Wow. Uh, and I don't know if he took that. There was a movie called It Follows. Have you ever heard of it? Oh, God, I love that movie. It's so good. So it's like, Are is you it, follow, make it Paul it George follows? right now? Yeah, I is love it, this. It, so, you know, is, is he is he dragging some kind of like just negative energy with him that's infecting the whole team? I mean, it's crazy, man. As long as he doesn't have sex with any of those guys, they're all fine. <laughs> You know, it falls. It, all right, sorry. Uh, anyway, that's not where I thought this podcast was going. <laughs> you never know. You can, you got to expect crazy things from me. Um, yeah, dude, I like I liked your analogy of Paul George might be a psychic vampire. You mentioned this to me yesterday. I think you might be onto something. I I think we're all really quick, myself included, and I I, I I'll be the first one to own this. I feel like uh, Melo should be coming off the bench, right? I feel like the reason they're not getting along is A, because of the coach, and B, because of Melo. But then when you pointed out that Paul George's teams don't really excel, uh, yeah, you have a really good point there. Um, I would never have thought of it. Like, maybe he just doesn't want to be in Oklahoma City. It's weird because he's still averaging 20 points and five rebounds. But, dude, Victor Oladipo right now is averaging 24 and five and four assists. Well, okay, <clears throat> let's do one thing, though. Go ahead. Um, so this year is not last year. Uh, Oladipo is a different player. We can this. I, I want us to people to stop trying to make this the. Cause there are people who have agendas and they say things like, "Well, look at, hey, uh, you know, Kevin Durant's playing the best ball of his career once he left Oklahoma City. When it, now he left Oklahoma City. Paul George playing the worst, and so with Melo's in the chemical city. It's Russ's fault. We can blame Russ for a lot of things, but the Oladipo thing. Oladipo came into camp in the best shape of his career. Mm-hmm. Like the, the pictures in in the span of weeks, he looked like like he was uh you know he might have been shooting he might have been putting injections in his butt and you know. <laughs> so he can now I'm not saying he did though. I think Oladipo looks he looks amazing. So he so yeah um and not just that he's playing more aggressively than he ever has. And like I Billy Donovan was we can find the clips where he's just you know hey we need Oladipo to be aggressive we we keep pushing him to be aggressive attack the basket. He just wouldn't do it. When Russ sat, they tried it early in the season to give him the keys and let him run the show while while Russ was you know getting a breather, and they did fall down. They'd fall. They'd go on. The other team would go on these giant 12-4 runs while while Russ sat. You know what I mean? And Depot just never took charge. He never right. he never controlled. So like this is just a different Oladipo. And maybe it was just it took the years. It took time. It took his him really getting traded twice in a year to realize I gotta get serious about this, or else I'll be out of the league. So. Yeah, I mean, nothing will motivate you like people telling you that they don't want you. Like people trading you and like the next thing you know, you're on the scrap end of the NBA. That'll motivate you. Exactly. That'll put you exactly. up, That'll put a fire under your ass. Um, he did came, come in in great shape and he's averaging points and rebounds and, and assists 
like he's never mm. done before. He looks so freaking good out there. I actually think he might be getting an all-star nod. Um, he should. He really should. And I didn't he think should. it earlier in the year. I, th- You know, like a couple games in, I was like, oh, Aaron Gordon looks so great. He's going to get it. And Aaron Gordon looks way better. But Victor Oladipo is like, it's not just it's not just that he's putting up these numbers. It's also that he's got uh, our favorite word, moxie. He's like, he's... Oh, my God. Don't you... <laughs> are you an old Yiddish man? What are you doing right I now? I might be. I might be. Um He's good, man. He's he's putting the team on his back, and he's he's just taking that lead role. So I do agree with you that yes, you can't, you know, blame everything on Russell Westbrook. Russell Westbrook is a very specific type of player. He's a lot of fun to watch, um, and he he makes some incredible pass, passes. I was watching him last night. And he was he got down underneath the rim and just quick, you know. Just the way his speed works, he was able to to just dump the the ball out to one of his guys. Anyways. I'm doing a terrible job at describing this, but oh my god, that's I'm gonna is, cut all this crap out. I'm just fumbling over my words. That's word salad for you, no, folks. You gotta um, leave it. Gotta leave it in there. God damn this it. is this is the real deal podcast, bro. We don't fuck around. <laughs> so he, you know, Westbrook is great, but there can you be hate, you hate him. I know. Listen, listen, I don't hate him. There can be. Uh, it doesn't have to be one to one ratio. It can't be. It can be more than like it's not binary. It can just not be a, an often you know. Just because they traded Oladipo and he's out from underneath Westbrook doesn't mean that the reason he was not succeeding is because of Westbrook. But there might be something there. Yeah, that- no, I, I get no, I I, I can fully. <clears throat> I even say this like maybe I didn't even say it last year because I was enthralled by the triple double chase. But no, obviously when Russ is used in so many possessions, yeah, it's gonna margin it's gonna marginalize his teammates. I mean, guys were blocking out for him to get the rebounds so he could get a triple double. It's I mean it's fine. That's what they were doing, and you wanted him running the break. You wanted him running the ball in the break. Like, that's fine. But but also, a guy like Victor Oladipo, maybe he didn't know his position in that offense. Maybe he didn't know what he was supposed to do next yeah, to Westbrook. Yeah, he, he was, never, he he was a, never comfortable. Right. He was and, never comfortable, yeah. And some of that has to lie on Westbrook. I'm not saying it's all his fault, but I'm saying he is that dominant personality. And we see it this year when Paul George are there, is, just, is there and and Carmelo are there, like they can't figure out who's the alpha dog. For me, that's what seems to be happening. And like they're taking turns, but they're not really playing within the flow of an offense. And also part of that, like we said earlier, has to do with Billy Donovan. Like you have to get your guys to buy in. You have to get your guys to play as a team. And he might not be the guy for that. He might not be the the leader that they need on that team. I do think that they'll figure it out to some point, but the farther longer it goes on, I, I feel like maybe they're not going to make it to the second round of the playoffs. I think they'll get yeah, in there. The, we keep talking about they're going to figure it out. I feel it's almost starting to be like whistling past a, a graveyard. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like We're, yeah. like, we're like, oh, they, they're go- they have to figure it out. They, they have, have to figure it out. Well, I shit, they're dead. <laughs> I can't, you know what's crazy to me is just like, have we ever seen an, a guy go from, I mean, from a legitimate MVP season to what we're seeing from Westbrook? I'm, I, look, I'm not making excuses for him because when people did this with, with, uh, with, with Curry, it pissed me off. So that's not an excuse. I'm looking for reasons. Right, right. Is well, he? Is it possible that he's not healthy? It could be possible that he's not healthy. I think that's that's a part of it. B. I think I honestly think a lot of it is in. I think that Russell Westbrook probably hears like all the guys in the NBA probably hear the chatter that's going around, and everyone was saying Westbrook's going to have to share the ball. Westbrook's going to have to be a team guy. Westbrook's going to have to play unselfishly, and it seems like he's trying to do that. But he's not making any shots now. And I think it might be actually in his head. 
Yeah, I mean, I've never seen him look lose confidence before, but he seemed like he 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 he's been all right the last couple games, and he's been like his, his offense seems like it's, it's maybe coming around, and maybe he's getting his legs back now. It took him this long to get his legs back. That dunk he had the other day on um, crap, who are they playing? Somebody. I don't know, he put, he punched down a <laughs> filthy one yesterday. Yeah, and, and so he's maybe he's getting his legs and timing back, whatever. But that, there's no, I'm not making excuses again. He's been he's been dog he's been dog shit. So. But I was going to say the, the the most recent thing I can think of is remember like three or four years ago when Anthony Davis had amazing either rookie or sophomore years and everyone was like, next year he's going to be MVP. And he just fell the fuck off. But he didn't. No, no, no. That That's a misconception. If well, no, there was numbers, that one year that he was like, I mean, yeah, he he didn't. No, no, the no. team was just I know, I know super the, bad. I know the year you're talking. Yeah, no, yeah. I know the year you're talking about. Yeah, he didn't fall off at all. It's just that we put too much expectations on him. And I think right. the same thing happened with Carl Anthony Towns last right, year. Right, right, right. Absolutely. But, yeah, I mean, in both of those cases, this guy still performed. They're just Their team isn't as good as people expected. So, obviously, the, the accolades didn't come. So, yeah. Well, who do you think won the trade? If we're guessing uh, right now. Well, and see, yes, you can't do this because. <laughs> it's like no, an immediate. It's almost an immediate reaction. We, who won the trade? Well, yeah. No, and that's the thing. Immediate reaction was, oh crap! You know, the, the Thunder pulled off a heist. Yeah. You know, D- Depot was a uh, you know a role player, looked underwhelming, and Sabonis, uh, you know, is a rookie who's going to be a rotation player. But you get you get a a guy like Paul George, who you know is legitimately an All Star, you know, top fifteen looking type player. You get a guy like that, and you win a lot of games, which we also are going to do. You have to resign him long term. You got Melo, and then I think the Melo kind of trade kind of screwed it all up the mellow move but no that was the point so yeah initially we all, we all immediately said that indiana was stupid they traded him for nothing blah blah well in the last laugh right because they they look like that move re-energized their franchise they brought they reinvigorated the talent they they you know now you got miles turner and this will be in a nice like you know that that kind of not even the third guy but he's a great piece off the bench for him so it, it it's definitely up in the air right now yeah, I mean, and we can go back in another two months and, and reevaluate who won the trade again, and it'll be different. It'll be completely different, right? Somebody will also be, like, balling out, and, like, maybe I'll Paul George this. will figure it out, and Oklahoma City will be, like, like in the playoffs. What's up? If Paul George does happen to leave, let's say, no matter what happens, he leaves, then, yeah, they gave those two other guys away for for a year of Paul George, and Indiana got a franchise, looks like a cornerstone, and a really good young player. So that's a definite win for Indiana. Absolutely. Sabonis is averaging 12 and 8, two assists. Yeah. And by the way, he's shooting he's shooting 45% from three. I don't know how many he's taken a game, but 45% from three is not nothing. Um, and 54% field goal percentage. So anyway, we can we can chat more about that if you want. But I wanted to do, we both wanted to do one more thing. We wanted to talk a little bit about the name of the podcast. And we got a bunch of good ones, right? I don't know, James. Should we discuss this now, or should we like open it up for Twitter and let people have their say? Yeah, let's open it for Twitter later on. Because I think we're we're about that. We're about the the times time to start wrapping this bad boy up. Yeah. Well, let me let me go over a couple of the the good ones that we got. Um, we got trust the podcast, but I think that one's actually already taken. Plus, it's not a Sixers podcast. So thanks for the suggestion. Road tripping with Snotty Drip, and I actually kind of liked. That should have been the name, but I let you. <laughs> One that I liked even more than that was the Joe Borelli podcast with James Holdis. <laughs> That's bullshit. <laughs> yeah, I like it. Um, I don't know. There was a bunch of good ones, and thanks to everybody out there who who chimed in. Obviously, 
Special thanks to the Brick House podcast who came up with Dunk Tales, which we might use, but we'll put it out there. We're going to figure out a couple of our favorites. Um, no, nah, it's Dunk Tales. We're already stuck with it. Yeah, you think Dunk Tales? Yeah, I mean, if, if we if if we could we could open up again, but we gotta we gotta call the damn thing something. That's true. We do gotta call it something. And Dunk Tales is good. I mean, we can't use the Ducktales theme, although I'd love to. <laughs> no, if you if you had done that, I'd I'd have fucking bail on this fucking podcast. <laughs> we can't do that. We'd get sued. Uh, anyway, well, that's about it, James. What do you think? You you satisfied with our first ever Dunk Tales? I am not, but it will be better. It will we'll get, get better, better next time. It'll get better. I'll stop drinking. I mean, we we, we kind of fucked up because we didn't talk about the ball situation. We didn't talk about fucking <sighs> Kawhi coming back. So, all right, um, real quick, real quick, real quick, real, real too quick, two quick things. What do you think of Kawhi doing karate? <laughs> I think it's cool that he's showing a little more personality, but whatever. I don't really care. You it's say cool. that, but even in that, did you see that interview? He's like, "This is gonna be great. We're all these people are gonna." I don't some care. Boards. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. No, I, I love Kawhi. It's just that yeah. like, people make too much of a thing about oh, superstars have to be magnetic personalities and sell shit. But then I'm talking on court play. He's an awesome player, so that's all I care about. Absolutely. The other thing is, should we talk about the balls real quick? No, we should not. You want to save it for the next one? If we save it for the next, I don't want to. I don't be... talk about him at all. Nope. All right. I, this I is... think I think Lonzo's a fraud. I think he's not going to ever be the player that people think he is. His brothers suck. Uh, both of them. Neither one's going to ever touch the pros. And their dad is smart, and he's he's going to keep the, their name in the streets. I'm pretty sure. Like I, somebody was, somebody tweeted out a, a video of this this giant freaking. Uh, like encampment over there in what Lithuania, like this yeah. beautiful modern structure. That's where they're gonna live and it's you know play and this is all part of the show. So, you know they got that deal awful quick. So you know this maybe maybe this was all part of Lavar's plan. So, but yes, I don't want to talk about them anymore. <laughs> for not wanting to talk about them, it was quite a bit. Uh, yeah, I don't have anything to say. Good for them. Good luck. Godspeed. Um, For sure. I want them to make their money, man. I just don't think they're good players, and I don't really care about anything else. So. Oh, absolutely. I'm just confused about what's the youngest one? LaMelo? Lam- yeah. LaMelo's the little one? Or is that LiAngelo? Yeah, that's LaMelo. LiAngelo's the one. LiAngelo's the one who's built like P.J. Tucker and 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 uh, plays like freaking Amir Johnson. Oh, sorry. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. Like, Didn't they just pull LiAngelo out of, out of high school? Like, wow. Yeah, who cares? Yeah, what's he, what's he gonna do? Is they're gonna put him in high school in Lithuania? That's way better, I guess. It doesn't matter, man. His dad, they got. I guess they're thinking they're gonna be making enough money as a as a family. It doesn't matter if he's a high school dropout. So. Really? What did they sign for? They couldn't have signed for that much. I don't know. Their 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 oldest their oldest brother is an NBA number two pick, so he's gonna be a multimillionaire for the rest of his life. So that's true. And if you're Lithuania, you're really bringing them in for the name and the recognition. You're hoping that people from the United States are gonna pay attention, and people in your country are gonna like, oh, hey, look, there's an NBA, NBA player's brother here. Nobody in Lithuania is gonna give a shit. <laughs> their arena apparently seats fifteen hundred people. So anyway, for not wanting to talk about them, we we did a good bit. That's enough. All right, this is us signing off uh, the first ever Dunk Tales podcast. James Hollis, Joe Borelli. You can follow us on Twitter. Tell them where, James. Find me at Snotty Drippin' and then read me at B-Ball Breakdown and Real Ball Insiders and doing some other shit too, so yeah. Can I plug my other podcast? Oh. No? Of course, do oh, it. Okay. <laughs> you can find my other podcast at uh, Superflight. Anyway. 
That's us for the week. Thanks, James. I'll talk to you soon. My man. Don't tell. Peace. <laughs>